Welcome to Seat Time, dissecting the intricacies of sock puppet porn. Hey everyone, welcome to Seat Time. This is episode 10, shot here at the lovely SMS Racing in Denton, Texas. I'm Jason Schmidt. I am Brian Pierce, and next to me I have... Brian Story. Let's go ahead and give us a little bit about your shop here, Brian. Um, SMS Racing, we've been in business 10 years here in North Texas, in Denton to be uh, particular. Um, we're a KTM and Gas Gas shop and a Race Tech Suspension Center, and uh, we support all the local racers. So um, if anybody's uh, curious, smsracing.net. Yeah, they're, they've helped me out a lot. It's been a really good time, so I'm really appreciative of them. Uh, Brian, you know, everybody involved, we've got Hayden and Josh sitting over here to let us come up here and uh, hang out, so it's been a lot of fun. Um, this past week as well, what went on was uh, all the Daytona Bike Week stuff. So that's been a lot of fun. We could have seen a lot more on the social network of uh, pictures being taken, if you will, but unfortunately that just wasn't the way it worked out. Um, but we did have a lot of racing involved, There's, uh, and one of those was the GNCC on Tuesday. We had uh, at River Ranch in Florida, and Mullins walked away with first place, Brown was in second, and Chris Bach in third. Um, to talk about the XC2, we had Stuart Baylor in first, uh, Jason Thomas in second, and we had Robinson in third. I thought that Mullins pulled away a great win uh, at the GNCC for sure. I thought that was really cool to see him uh, beat Brown. Not, not that I don't like Brown, but well, thank you. It, it, was, it was greatness. That was the 350s first you know official outing as the the race bike for the the factory ktm team as the primary bike and and uh went out with a win so man i couldn't uh, i couldn't ask for more as a ktm dealer yeah and uh even though uh bach was not on a ktm he was on a beta i thought it was really good to see him doing well he's been in town actually he was in he was in town about two years ago i think and he did a couple local toro races with us it's a really cool dude from Indiana, and you could tell that he's putting in the time. He's been practicing, and it's been paying off. So it was really good to see him up top. Also last weekend, we had the Alligator Enduro. Uh, won by Mike Lafferty, Russell Bobbitt in second, and Nick Aringer, Brett Favre in third. Uh, the big name that everyone had kind of been watching for throughout, which unfortunately didn't hit that top three because of some slight mechanical issues, was... The big man, David Knight. Uh, all of us obviously were, had been watching just about anything where his name popped up, saying that he was going to be over here. Unfortunately, just wasn't in the cards this go-round. Yeah. It's okay. It happened. Um, I was going to go ahead and talk about the T-Sec race, but because of reasons that Hayden would love to tell you about, I didn't make it. Um, but Brian's story did, and he placed really well, so we're going to let him just go ahead and uh, break down the race for us. What was that excuse again why you didn't make it? It's a pretty good one. I could talk. About, I could talk about what I did, but it's not that kind of show. So, okay. <laughs> the TSEC rate was 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 great fun. Uh, it was round four of TSEC, uh, Texas State Championship Enduro Circuit. Uh, was Caprock Canyon, which is one of the traditional TSEC races. Has been around forever. I've been running it since I was a little kid. Uh, it's a good fun race. It's not too technical. Um, you know, they had a monster turnout because they also combined with the Rocky Mountain Enduro Circuit uh, every year. So they had over 400 riders, um, lots of competition in every class because of the two circuits together. Um, it was a kind of a bummer. It was super dusty. Um, they just have been, you know, they just hadn't had any luck, and it's just hadn't had any rain at all up there Ooh, forever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but they've got awesome trails and good terrain, and it was, it was fun. And, and you can't ever penalize a club or a promoter in your mind because it was, you know, because they didn't get rain or because they got too much rain. So it was... But uh, it was a good fun race. They had the GP on Saturday like they always do. It's the, 
the uh, you know it's kind of the original th in town Grand Prix they've been doing forever. It used to be in Turkey, um, ten miles down the road, and and uh, they moved it to Kitakway um, a few years back. And and uh, but anyway, it was it was great fun, big turnout, um, everybody enjoyed it. Awesome. Well, that's really good to hear. I really wish I could have made it. I actually was uh, my wife. I had to drive down to Lower Greenville to pick me up because I was so intoxicated I could not get on public transportation safely. So that is not really my excuse, but that is what happened because of my earlier excuse that we still will not mention uh, because Hayden hates me. Um, but this weekend, guys that were actually being professional and athletic, were uh, the GNCC uh, round two happened, um, and it was in Washington, Georgia. It's the Maxis General. It's always uh, a really big race, always a lot of fun, and uh, it seems to be really good for the off-road guys, the, the more specific East, East Coast guys that do the GNCCs. Um, Paul Wibley walked away with first place in the XE1 class. Then we had Josh Strange and uh, Thad Duvall. In the XC2 class, we had Robinson, then Baylor, and then Jason Thomas. Um, it seemed like a really good race. There was a lot of mud, a lot of, and there wasn't much dust, obviously, with all the mud that they had, but it was just really cool. I mean, it was a really gnarly race. Everything went back and forth. Something that doesn't typically happen is they had a train of guys right off the first lap. I mean, like, you know, halfway through, it was, I mean, something, you know, I don't see on a normal Saturday night, but... It, you know, it can be there in front a of you. A train of guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, he doesn't see it on Saturday nights because that's Thursday nights at Rivershawn Park. <laughs> I hope you're not from Dallas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got his Born to Cruise rest stops tattoo covered up right now. <laughs> no, um, lizard. Yeah, the overall results right now for the. Uh, for GNCC, XC1 class first place is Mullins with 45, Strangs in second with 43, and Wibley in third with 42. XC2, you've got Baylor in, fit, in first with 55. Second place, Jesse Robinson with 51 points. <laughs> it's sad when you think of a joke that you just don't think you should make. And Thomas in third with 46. And uh, you, you actually know somebody that was kicking it there this weekend, don't you? Uh, yeah, there's a young lady named Ashley Crouch, uh, Texas girl. Um, happens to be dating um, young man that lives in my house. <laughs> so. Can't get rid of him! <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, she loves dirt bikes, so we love her. It's always a good time. Well, thank you very much. All right. Well, Seems like there was some other professional professional stuff going on, too, this weekend. Yeah, the more televised side of things would be the Supercross that went down in Indianapolis this weekend. And uh, start off first things first, coverage was good because of the lap times. They had all the coverage on there. Heat races, LCQs, all the above. Track-wise, definitely an interesting technical track. That double dragon back just gave me definite ass pucker just looking yeah. at it. I thought it was um, awesome the way those oh, guys was, rock was, up it and then just poop. Yeah, it was great seeing other people try to clear it. I mean, it, I for me, I looked at it, and all I could think of was nose casing and dying and having a 478cc enema. But, uh, no. It, Which, 450cc enema? Totally okay. Yeah, so 478cc I mean, enema is really good huge. dangerous. Add a few yeah. extra cc's in, it takes a, it's a yeah. size matter. Somebody's going to blow up. <laughs> yeah, it gets weird. Yeah, it's normal and straight with 450cc's. No, uh, that part of, that part of the track looked badass. Uh, I really liked the amount of sand that they brought in. I'm yeah. sure, like, I wouldn't have liked it if I was trying to ride on it, and it would have been driving Miss Daisy time. 
But uh, <laughs> I was, yeah, I agree because of the fact that it was so long. Like typically, they just kind of ditch in one nasty little sandy corner, mm-hmm. you know. And this one had kind of the sandy corner out. But uh, the fact that it was so long, you could see you guys coming in, taking that long right hand turn and jumping and trying to jump into it, and they would just wash to the left every time because the sand was so silty. It was giving way when they were trying to take that turn. You so. knew it was soft when you saw Barsha dig in and, and wad in the heat race too. Yeah. So that was, yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah. It was obvious how soft and how loose it was just by the number of. Like, well, I hate to put it this way, big-name victims that it claimed throughout the weekend. Just people washing out, people getting squirrely that you don't normally expect it from. No, um, starting off off the top, um, the heat races, not a whole lot of earth-shattering stuff there. Um, Starting out with the lights, Wilson wasn't really having a great weekend. Well, it started out, my notes were saying that he was having a rough heat. Well, that kind of continued on for him. He had a rough night altogether. Yeah, uh, Lots of bobbles left the track at one point, ended up dropping back a bit. Um, the one surprising thing for me in the first lights heat race was the fact that Malcolm Stewart actually put together a consistently fast lap, keeping it on the track and everything. I was psyched for him to Keep actually it up right. Yeah, that's always nice. There was a first place was Baggett in the first heat, then uh, Stewart actually pulled the second. Wilson ended up bringing things together for third place. Um, <laughs> we've got we've got uh, some some co-passengers here tonight, so it's just making things interesting for everybody. Uh, yes, we have some technical difficulties with strange wildlife <laughs> making itself known. Barking uh, spider. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go here with the lights too. Uh, Barsha went ahead and got the whole shot, and it seemed that him and Sipes kind of ran away with the heat. Um, and then uh, as we were talking about, Barsha kind of biffed it uh, coming out of the sand section. It looked like he just kind of tried to jump into what was kind of a sandy berm-ish, and it just, he landed right on top of it. It gave way, and he went out, and uh, Sipes got around him and went away for the win. Sipes did an awesome job pressuring him. You know, Sipes was just putting the pressure on him lap after lap, and and, uh, he got a little bit wide, and that berm was just, just, you know, just too soft, and he augered. It was was good entertainment. Took an auger and was when Dean Wilson later on. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Now, moving on to the 450 heat races, uh, the first heat was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mountaintop! <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. The first race was the... Uh, the whole shot was taken by our boy, the Ginger Ninja. Jumped out there. Um, wasn't a whole lot of ninja. Yeah, Ryan Villapoto. (laughs) He's got throwing stars and stuff, man. Oh yeah, awesome. We're we're actually still working on that advertising material for him. Yeah, we're trying to market throwing stars. Yeah, we're trying to market nunchucks and throwing stars for him. Possibly a really kick-ass bow staff. No, um, there wasn't a lot because uh, Villapoto ran away with it. Wyndham, always great to see him up there in second, and Reed coming in third. Uh, The second heat, Stewart came out strong. pretty uneventful as well ended up taking it all the way to a first canard and second who was surprisingly absent for a lot of the rest of the weekend's activities yeah. uh, for the later races and brayton coming in third yeah it's, it's kind of good to see the jgr guys still uh, you know still pushing it but uh kind of interesting that brayton you know Millsaps and brayton they seem kind of inconsistent but i don't really 
I don't race at that level, so I have no. I mean, Millsap seems like he's been getting better every week. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's been getting up there in the top five a lot lately. Yeah. And uh, Brayton seemed to be the faster one at the beginning of the year, and then Brayton's kind of been you know out of the picture the last few races. So, but he was back up there this weekend. Yeah, there's definitely been an ebb and flow between the two of them. I'm sure JGR is hoping that hey. Maybe y'all could do something kick-ass, like both run strong this weekend and have that consistency. Maybe make a podium. Yeah, exactly. There's this little box has three little steps. Makes Find your way on it, yeah. yeah. There's been a bunch of other guys up there. Maybe y'all should try it. Yeah, exactly. No, um, going on to the mains, uh, Baggett had the whole shot in the lights main. Um, like I was saying before, Wilson's night didn't exactly get any better for him. Uh Washed out his front wheel at one point. It was yeah, that, just, that digger we mentioned a little bit earlier, though, he took yeah, it in the sand. That was a yeah. serious digger, man. His front end just disappeared in there and just whoop, up and over, man. It was it was pretty interesting. Same kind of thing. I mean, Sipes pressured Baggett into making mm-hmm. that mistake, you know, and he, like, clipped a tough block on the takeoff, and that tough block flipped over in front of Barsha, yeah. and I thought Barsha was going to eat it for sure, but he checked up in time just barely, but Scooby-Doo still, it was, through, it was good stuff there. Yeah, and... Talking about pressure and back and forth after the fact, when it was Barsha and Sipes going at it, Barsha was pushing so hard to put that block in on him. Some of those turns, and it was it was almost like, well, being redundant, he was pushing too hard. Instead of just applying that pressure, getting down to the last couple laps, he was trying to force that wheel in so hard. He just couldn't seem to make it happen. You know, and he does that bounce it off the rib limber thing on every jump, and Sipes did an awesome job of totally ignoring yeah, that. Yeah, he just, just tuned him just out. Just pounding right? out the laps and knocking it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they replayed that a couple times just to, just for Jeff Emig to make the point of the fact that it was like, listen, seriously, when he goes over that, he just... Right, and just, and just you got to tune that crap out and just pound out the laps. They're professionals. Just forget that crap and just ride. Well, some of them act like professionals. Yeah. There's a couple of professionals, yeah. so... One or two out there. Yeah, and we're uh, not any of them, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> the main end Clearly up, not us. But yeah. <laughs> these are what we like to call the cheap seats. <laughs> no, uh, Sipes ended these up These were the best the ones lead. always. These, these are, are awesome. Actually, no, these, these Love these seats. Cheers they are have tables. <laughs> yeah, you have your faux marble on the side and a cup holder. <laughs> That's quartz, what? man. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, exactly. Faux marble. Okay, it's part of marble. Sipes ended up taking the win. Barsha in second, and Baggett pulled third. That means the overall East um, series right now. Barsha's in first, Baggett in second, down six points. Sipes is in third, down 12. Wilson's in fourth, down 16. And Wharton back in fifth place, down 26. And that leads us on to the full fifty main. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, Villapoto getting the whole shot. Reed kind of taking over right there. Uh, was it in like the first or second lap? But it seemed that the Ginger Ninja took it back pretty quick. Oh so. yeah, he had his throwing stars out, and he took Reed back into his place real quick. Um, Stewart, right off the line, wasn't doing so hot. Last got a really <laughs> well, yeah. Really wasn't in a great position off the turn. They kept saying on the coverage, well, he was the last one in the turn. He was actually, I mean, he was a not dead last, just the way the pack came around. Yeah, maybe also, a tie for last. We'll yeah. give him a tie for last. Yeah, oh, yeah, of like not him and the last other six people. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, they were equally behind, but equally he not first. Definitely was working through the pack quick. I think it was the end of the first lap. He was up back fifth. up to fifth yeah. place already. Um, Better than I've ever done in a supercross. Oh me yeah. Too. yeah, all my supercross it made me look bad. I was uh, killing it. I worked through the pack a lot slower than that. All right, we all know that that's a lie. No, Those so moving Thursday on. Thursday nights. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, 
he moved through the pack quick, but he looked absolutely out of control in spots of it, where uh, he just like bobbling all over the place, and you're like, you know what? I'm, hey, props to you for pushing that hard, but it's all fun and games when you ball it up here in a lap or so. It seemed like he was trying to invent kind of the new Bubba, you know, the Bubba scrub because of the fact that he was like, instead of doing it over the jump, I'm gonna do it into the face of the jump to see how much speed it saves me, because that was pretty nasty. I mean, he was. Just about it's, to just It's impressive it. when you case a jump hard enough to bounce all the way over the next double <laughs> <laughs> and still hang on to it. I mean, I was like... <sighs> yeah, it was It was one of those things. That several of the bobbles that they showed of his, you're just like, how in the hell did he keep a hold of that bike? But it's one of those things, I guess... I mean, given his history, he'll be balls out for a good bit of it and then get squirrely and... Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see because of the fact that he he now has a chance to, to try to put his head down, stay consistent, and win. And as long as Chad Reed doesn't try to take him out again to break any more parts of his body, you know, and he stays healthy the whole time and everyone else stays healthy, it's going to be interesting. to. Be, I mean, Stewart doesn't really have that chance to really stay healthy, to stay fast, and if, and come from behind to become the guy in front. He's always just been in front or he hasn't been there. You know, he's so spastic in the beginning of the race that he let Villapoto get away, and now he's 26 points down, which is over a full race. Yeah. I mean, he, he's got, I mean, he had on the back of his pants, it ain't over, but, man, he better step up quick. Better put some new pants on. Right. It's one of those things. It's such a great series this year because the big names, they're all still healthy, and it's all somewhat within striking distance, but this week really kind of widened the gap in several of the spots. Um, Dungey and Reed going at it there for a bit, that was really close. And that one spot right where Dungey ended up dropping it because he, because Reed took the odd line coming through into that, I think it was leading up to the finish jump. I mean, he was so close to Reed, he could probably smell what he had for lunch. But it was one of those that he couldn't make that pass. And just the way that he alternated his speed right there just kind of took him out. Um, race ended up, Villapoto holding on for the win. Just strong leap. Villapoto, uh, sorry, Villapoto obviously winning, as I just said. Stewart in second. Uh, came all the way up through the pack. Things dropping. And Chad Reed in third. Uh, takes the overall series now to Villapoto in first with a much stronger lead now because Stewart in second is down 26. Reed is close, down 29. Dungey down 38 in fourth place. And Kennard dropping all the way back down to uh, 52 points behind the lead. It's one of those where it's Kennard really didn't have that great of a weekend, and it really showed because it those numbers, his gap, fifth place is starting to drop off the face of the earth. There. He was just nowhere in the main event. I mean, yeah. just I don't know what happened, but they never even showed him. Yeah, it's one of those things. Where I actually rewinded back through some of the coverage at the end, trying to figure out, okay, what happened with Kennard? Did I? zone out on a wreck or something like that he just he was really a non-factor which i, I mean was, i yeah. like having him in the mix but it's one of those things that he's really gonna have to step it up i don't know he could have just had a, an off night it seems like everybody's kind of had theirs except for villa Poto. and yeah it's still the just, best year in supercross in a long and, time uh, because long so long many time. guys have won races amazingly dungy still hasn't won a race yet but clearly has the speed mm -hmm. and so you know just every weekend I, I can't wait to watch because you just don't know what's going to happen I and it's totally not it's you. not predetermined like several years in the past have been so it's it's awesome this year oh thank you jennifer webb you're amazing <laughs>
This weekend, the Supercross will be in Jacksonville. Um, other action coming up this weekend will be the Hare and the Hound. This one will be round four in Melba, Idaho. Very attractive sounding place. I like Idaho. Um, let's see here. And Brian, as in story, there were a couple more coming up. Yeah, we got uh, TCCRA this weekend in Boyd, Texas. Um, I believe that's Wayne Ratliff's land. It's being promoted by Marty Ishmael. Marty always does a really good job, um, and that property's pretty neat. I hadn't been there in a few years, but uh, I think it'll be good fun. And we'll see if uh, Caleb Ramsey on his 350 can go two for two. Ooh, that would be nice. I think we've got another one, too, uh, down somewhere oh, in the yeah. local also, Texas area. Oh, yeah, also, Race at uh, Ott Ranch in String Prairie. Um, String Prairie, when I think of it being an old-school Texas Enduro guy, is Sidewinders Enduro, which was an Enduro we had for 20, 30 years. Yeah, I did the was... last one they had there. I actually did. Even when you asked me, Brian asked me about the, we were talking about the property earlier. I had no idea that that was a Sidewinders Enduro. Yeah, that place is awesome. I mean, they got good dirt down there. That was there. where they had to, like, piece together, like, all the different ranches for the Enduro? Right, okay. and this is one of the ranches that they had to piece together, so that place will be cool. So that'll okay. be a good one. I have ridden there. On. If you like sand, you're going to really have a lot of fun, but they always did a really good job. So, yes, that is a really good one to go. That's cool that they're back, that somebody who ever had the land has finally come back to the motorcycle world. Um, so, if case you're looking to get outside of uh, outside of Texas and do a little bit of enduro racing, the National Enduro Circuit, the second round is going to be this weekend um, in Forest Hill, Louisiana. This is actually where I grew up riding. So, if you're into uh, having a tight technical good time, this is the place to do it. The Piney Woods there would definitely test your ability to weave and move between the trees. Um, and one of the things I wanted to say is that it's good to see Cole back on the bike. He's been really healthy. Uh, Cole Kirkpatrick. Um, and he's coming back. He Because of his shoulder injury, he couldn't make it to the first round. But he did win at TSEC this past weekend at Cap Rock, and he's looking to bring that kind of momentum into this weekend. Um, there are guys historically that uh, in the technical tight woods do better than Cole. But you know, the, everybody's been doing a lot of good. Names have come out of nowhere in the past couple of years from the National Enduro Circuit since the momentum's been moving up with them. So... I think it's going to be a good weekend, and then it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, to say the least. All right. Well, as I keep continuing to act like I have notes to read, I'm going to just I'm going to figure out a way to wind this up. Seriously, it has been awesome. We have done a lot tonight. I can't even tell you how much beer we had to drink and how many times we had to go to the store to do it, but it's been kind of fun. Not Brian. Brian would never do that. No. Upstanding citizen. And, Brian, if you'd like to take a second to thank your sponsors. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we, um, here at SMS Racing, we have a lot of sponsors we do work with. Um, me personally as a racer and through the shop, uh, I wanted to thank, I'll actually get the list here. It's okay. I don't have that many sponsors. It's like, it's like thanks, Dad. He did win yep. his first ever AA trophy a couple of weeks back, though, at Concho. And they didn't even give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and the, it was also the first race I've been to that didn't give away double-A trophies, so, so he actually didn't get it. That's okay. It's um, probably the only one I'll ever not actually go home with. So First of all, I'd like to thank Mike Cross. He is my wife's wine sponsor, so uh, he takes ah. care of her... Uh, Thanks for taking care of her so she can take care of him. Right, yeah. You know, some of the other ladies are partaking in that tonight, so appreciate that, Mike. I uh, want to thank Pirelli. Uh, Sokoline um, helps out a lot of people here in the North Texas area, and uh, this stuff's just greatness. So I've been using it for 14 years myself, um, and everything here in the shop runs on Sokoline. Um, Fox and Shift and Cycle Clean and Renthal. So uh, all those are good buddies of ours that, uh, that do a good job of taking care of us here at SMS Racing. 
Nice. It's always good stuff. I always come in here, and they, these are the guys that got me hooked on using all the Silkling products, so I have to concur with that statement that that is the good stuff to use. I like it. It loops my bike up nice. Right. And other parts. Yeah. yeah. Like the chain. That's not what I was thinking of, but we'll go with that. <laughs> Keep thinking of a more family-friendly show. Still don't have any more news. No. No, you didn't grow new pages on there. Right. On that happy note, I'd just like to thank everybody for watching again. And thanks again to Brian for having us out. And as always, enjoy it with a pint full of awesome. Woo! Thanks, guys. Thanks. Woo! We are in on both. <laughs> Take that to mean what it is. I didn't even hear it. We're in on both. In on both. Yeah, my kind of woman. Oh, no. All right, Jen. Hey, where's the name? Julie. Sean.